Welcome to It's a Fit Life Creation podcast with me, Katrina Julia. I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur and a transformation coach. Jumpstart transformation to time to transform, to boss brand, to money maker, to inspiring with influence and more. So let's create. And I lost over 55 pounds four years ago with the help of Herbalife Nutrition, Meal Bags, Team Edge, NASA, a certified public accountant. I've served in over eight industries, generating others over seven to nine figure results consistently while having my own money in chaos to create a life and a business I love. It's about the passion, the purpose, the people, and the profits to create a life and a business you love. Tune in to the stories and the journey as we create It's a Fit Life Creation. another episode of Fit Life Creation. Today, we're talking about how to gain an edge with content, with edge theory, with James Ketchum. We first connected via a Facebook ad that I saw about Soundboard. He's a family man. He's previously an educator that left the school to surprisingly join a startup, Edge Theory, And he's currently working with customer service with Edge Theory and Soundboard. Welcome to the show, James. Thank you so much for having me. Very exciting. Absolutely, because I know we've talked a couple times now. So you guys, it didn't just jump from an ad to all of a sudden being, (laughs) you know, on an episode. So tell us, James, you know, just any points on your end on... Let's start with your family influence with mindset or anything that comes to mind with health and business and how it correlates to what you're doing now. Absolutely. Um, Yes. So I am an educator at heart. Um, That is my background. I was a middle school principal and teacher for 12 years. And alongside of that uh, was just aware of you know, what was going on in the world of um, health as far as just practicing good health. My mom has always been a very uh, natural approach to things. And so uh, we've always been nutrition conscious and um, natural remedy conscious family. So my wife and I have brought that to our own children. Uh, Simultaneously, my parents have been involved off and on in different direct sales companies ever since the early 80s uh, with supplements, uh, health products, and things like that. And they are both still in sales. So as I was being driven to education, finding kind of my purpose there, you know, I had those things in the back of my mind that, of course, you know, self very important and also just aware of, you know, the way that our culture, um, the, the industrial food complex and the industrial pharma complex doesn't always have our best interests at heart. Um, so trying to, you know, keep my family healthy, uh, I'm picky. My daughters are picky. How do we keep, keep those good nutrition things coming in? Um, so very familiar with a lot of different aspects of, you know, how do you get nutrition? How do you get good nutrition? What companies are doing what and that type of thing. So setting the stage for, you know, being an educator, but loving it. Um, but you know, I hate to be, this may sound a little sexist, (laughs) But when you're a male in education, it's hard to make a living. So <laughs> was was struggling with that. Uh, um, it's education, you know, it, it's just widespread in America. It's not valued for 
it, you know, the, the money's not there. You know, the, the talent is there. The people are called to it, but the money's not there. So we were definitely struggling um, financially. So I was, I was looking for a new opportunity uh, when Edge Theory popped up. So you want to hear a little bit about that story, that background? Uh, before we break into that, let's talk about a couple of things that you brought up. Because I think I know that the audience is going to find it very, very interesting. So one, you talked about the seeds that were planted, you know, as a child that a you saw parents that were indirect sales that were, you know, whether it was part time or full time entrepreneurs. And then you also saw different avenues of being healthy or getting healthy. So you were familiar with the direct sales arena, you were familiar with the entrepreneurial mindset and, and also being healthy. And then I love that you talked about the awareness of the, you know, industrial influence on our food, you know, whether you want to talk about chickens being, you know, brought to market in a month versus they're supposed to be brought to market in six months. Um, and that level of awareness. And then also what's, you know, from the other avenue of the pharma aspect that, you know, our healthcare is more reactive yeah. rather than preventative and wellness focused. Although there's a lot of shifts happening with integrative medicine and different things. <laughs> and then I love that you also talked about the shifts of, you know, being aware of all that, but also having a heart for education and wanting to teach and help people and that being important in your family because of that foundation, but then being in the private sector, or in the public sector and what the average salaries are in most states. If you're not working for mm -hmm. yourself or if you're not working, you know, as a tenured professor or something like that, the, mm -hmm. you know, when you compare the salaries, say to corporate America or different things, there's no comparison basically. That's right. So right. you found yourself in that state, you had the familiarity, you had the background, you had the passion for wellness, education, and then you, you're at the school. So now walk us through, you know, you're in the school, you're in an educator role. So in a sense, you're doing part of what you love, right? But there's some mm -hmm. challenges. And then what that role was like, and then how and why the transition happened to the startup. Okay, yeah. So um, being at the school, uh, it was a K through eight school. I've always had a real heart for younger kids and, and especially middle school. Um, so it was very satisfying work, but uh, I did not have insurance through the school. It was proud. And again, I was the only male in the building. And so everybody else had insurance through their spouses, through their spouses' companies. And, you know, so I'm just hung out to dry here. So it was in Mississippi. In Mississippi, you cannot buy maternity insurance, so uh, off the shelf. So we had three babies with no maternity insurance, and was I was we were dying. I mean, just dying, hemorrhaging cash, <laughs> just well, three to stay, babies? stay alive. And three babies. Well, we had one, and then we had twins. And then you, I didn't. You didn't mention last time we chatted. It was Mississippi, or I didn't realize, but Mississippi also isn't known to be one of the higher-paying states. Oh, it's the bottom. It's just, yeah, it's 50 out of 50. In any way you can categorize it, that's a whole other podcast. So, so you're at the school. You're, were you the only male or one of like less than three males out of curiosity? I was the only male. We had probably 60 folks on wow. faculty and staff and uh, uh, nobody else needed insurance. Wow. So, so we didn't have it. That scenario, three babies, no maternity insurance. Pay isn't the highest, to put it mildly. Put it mildly. And so what happened then as far as, like, how did you end up being aligned to Edge Theory? Like, how did that connection happen? So through the school, um, you know, I'm teaching kids. I try to stay involved with the parents, particularly the dads. I love, you know, pulling the dads into educational conversations and going out to lunch with dads. And so there was one particular school dad um, who... I ate lunch with, you know, once a month, every two months. And one of these times we're sitting at lunch, he tells me about this crazy idea that he's got for something called the find engine. And this crazy idea that he had, he, he was a, an entrepreneur from, from the get go. He sold his first company in, in early two thousands. Um, it was a web-based music provider. 
And so um, he had experience in this arena, and this idea uh, got in front of uh, a Mississippian named Jim Barksdale, who the short version is he was very high up at FedEx for years. He was very high up uh, at what became AT&T Wireless, but his big claim to fame was that he pulled Mark Andreessen out of college, and they built Netscape together, which then sold to AOL. So Barksdale's this legendary Mississippi billionaire entrepreneur from, you know, <laughs> defining the word, basically. And he and Joe connected on this idea, and Barksdale said, I want to put some money behind this idea. Let's see if we can make this work. I begged Joe over lunch that day to please find me a spot. You know, not that I wanted to get out of education, because, again, so satisfying, but needed this opportunity. So yes, it was a startup, but it was a cash lush startup at that time that had insurance. So it was a it was a hard transition to make, but ultimately uh, the right thing to do for my family at the time. Wow. So a couple things on that. So one, we talked about uh, Jim last time and I remembered Netscape. I remembered using Netscape in college. Mm -hmm. So that's a super cool connection. Then, like, what was it like? like? So, obviously, you knew, like, I can't stay in this situation. I need to make a transition for my family, for myself, for our sanity, some kind of transition. And you were clearly, you hadn't worked, you had the kind of insight or background or behind the scenes into some aspects of entrepreneurship. But that mm -hmm. was your first kind of, I guess, leap of faith into saying, I have no idea what it's going to be like working for an entrepreneur or working for a startup, but I'm willing to take the risk. Yeah, it was absolutely a jump. And in some ways it felt very crazy because I was being groomed to be, become the head of school. Oh, wow. You know, and, and it, it was, I mean, my career path was very clear in education, um, but I just, I couldn't make the bucks work. Well, and I can <laughs> so. imagine going into that too, besides the bottom line impact, literally, I'm thinking like school, like from what I know of education and just some of my own experiences, very structured, very are more, much more risk averse than the startup. And yeah. you're walking into this whole different arena in every way. So what was it like? like well, the parallels are funny because at school I was in charge of taking care of people's kids, which they're very invested in. I came on to Edge Theory as a customer service person, and I was heading up that aspect of the company, and I'm now talking to clients, which they're very invested in. <laughs> At school, I was educating kids on topics they didn't know anything about. At Edge Theory, I'm educating clients on topics they don't know anything about. So in some ways, it just was like, this is, this is the same story, it's just different elements at the beginning and the end you know and so that's what made it not feel like this total train wreck into i have no idea what i'm doing so a couple of things that i love that you brought up on that you realize like even if there was some kind of you know fear of the unknown or whatever was happening very quickly obviously you caught it and you reframed mm -hmm. it or you reframed it walking in saying wait a minute my past is similar in this way. And I mean, if you think about it, that's always the story, right? When someone's introduced to something for the first time, there's an education period for a long time until a brand, you know, becomes iconic, so to speak, that you always have to yeah. educate people like, you know, whether it's via website, via social media, via conversation, what is it? What do you do? Who do you serve? So that piece of it, to your point, that education is always there. Mm -hmm. So I could see how your background and dealing with kids, which what was your, like with the children that you were dealing with, James, what was their age range? Uh, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. So I think that's like 11 to 13, 14. Okay. Just curious because, you, and I'm sure you've seen this, whether you're writing a blog or whether you're talking to someone there's a recommendation and a lot of stuff to, to stay under like a 10th grade level <laughs> so that yeah. you connect with people. <laughs> yeah. And that's funny. Cause I say that a lot when I do social media trainings is I taught eighth grade for 12 years. You're in good hands. We're, we're going to be fine here. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so a couple things. So let's talk about what 
edge theory is and what soundboard is. So I knew from like my end when I first saw it, I could tell that there was artificial intelligence involved. I could tell that it helped people, especially that didn't have any content platforms to immediately capitalize on content, which we hear this over and over and over, content is king. So talk right. to us about what was the, you know, what's the focus of Edge Theory, how Soundboard and any of the other brands integrate into that. Absolutely, so Edge Theory came out of an idea of this understanding that we, we've moved from an age of, um, you know, for a long time we were in an information age where people had access to libraries and books and newspapers, and then it became the search age with, you know, the rise of Google. But then it, it got to where this the information combined with the search became so over uh, overflowed in a way that it was hard to piece through it. And so it's no longer enough for a business to just stick a flag, you know, out front or build a web page, or even have a social media profile, you can't expect people to come to you. You've got to connect with where people are and what they care about. So the concept of the company came out of how do we go out and help businesses talk not just about themselves, but have a presence on, the, on social media that casts them as an authority, casts them as somebody who's interested in conversation to then lead to... A potential connection. So, you know, my, my CEO always has this funny thing. He's given TED Talks before, but one of his big uh, things is, you know, against raise your hand if you'd like to have, you know, a house of mountains. I know most people do. Raise your hand if you'd like to have a motorcycle. Some people do. Raise your hand if you'd like to have a colonoscopy. Nobody does. But, right, supposedly when you turn 50, everybody needs a colonoscopy, but nobody's thinking about it. Everybody's thinking about that you know, midlife crisis, house or motorcycle. So we need the, the doctors to be talking about riding Harleys and, you know, connecting that in some, some, sometimes it can be funny, sometimes it can be serious, but how do you connect those thoughts back to the things that the people need and not necessarily the things that they're looking for? And so that concept came out of how do we help businesses be that presence where they can put out good related content to, we call it attraction marketing, uh, but put out these content pieces that can help spur larger conversations and ultimately drive people back to the brand. Because if you only talk about the brand all the time, you know, people die. So, so that's big picture, you know, conceptually where the company was going. So a couple of things we on that. We primarily help big you know, yeah. A quick point on that that I love that I really want to point out for the listeners too that I think is super important. So one, you mentioned attraction marketing. And, you know, this kind of goes to the same point that or not kind of, it goes to the same point that you're just talking about. We're so inundated with information. And, you know, back in the day, people could put a print advertisement or they could, you know, send out emails and expect you know, a certain response rate, whether the, it was a warm email list or it wasn't. And now because of the inundation and because of even more, I guess I would say, especially compared to the last 10, 20 years, skepticism, mm -hmm. the no like, and trust factors are even more important, which is where the attraction marketing comes into play and the authenticity factors. Like, okay, great. You're telling yes. me this, but why or how are you a credible authority and why should I listen to you whether you're a person i.e. a personal brand or whether you're a brand brand mm -hmm. meaning you have both the personal aspects as well as you know those components and then how does that also flow through in your strategy to your point not just on a blog not just on a newsletter but on your social media and you know statistically more and more like the, you know especially millennials they want to support companies that are very mission driven. They don't just want, you know, like back in the day, you could have an Apple, you know, as far as Apple could say something and immediately people would go do stuff. But now people are paying attention to what leadership is doing or not doing and then making their purchase decisions off of that integrity. So That's I love right. that you mentioned the, the uh, attraction marketing. Anything else you want to add on that piece? Uh, well, the other thought, I 
suggest is that you know, when, when doing it well, you're showing that you're invested in a community. And it can be a huge community. It can be a smaller community. But when you're showing you know, that you are really doing this on a regular basis, it's, I, I, I like to tell the, the story um, just because it points out how this works. But I, um, I, I'm a private person, so I don't post a lot on social media about you know, the thoughts that I have. But I do train people on how to do this all the time. And so I'm using my personal channel to do that. And so I'm putting out articles all the time and have been for the past couple of years. And it's been so funny to watch how people have, have come to me and said, what's going on with you? What's different? Did you get sick? You're so, you're so you know, intrigued by health. You know, did somebody in your family get sick? I mean, a guy at church one day came up to me and asked me, what what should he do about his mom's diabetes? And I'm like, hold on, dude. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I just posted on Facebook, right? And it's this perception that you know what you're talking about all the time. And I don't. But, <laughs> you know, and of course, that I'm, I'm a bad example because I really don't know what I'm talking about. But someone like you or somebody who's in the business, of course, they know what they're talking about. But it's it's interesting how not necessarily every post gets traction on social media itself. It doesn't get 100 likes. It doesn't get 50 comments on it. But over time, it definitely gets people talking to you because you never know who is listening. So keep it up. So love two things, three things on that. So one, thank you for the edification. Appreciate that. Uh, two, you're still like... Even if you're talking about it, you bring up a very important point that people don't realize. We have in today's day and age with content creation, with social media, with podcasts, we have the ability without paying for commercials, without paying millions of dollars, that you're creating your own credibility. Basically is what's happening. You're creating mm -hmm. your own brand buzz. Then you are posting these articles and you have an opinion and you have a valid opinion and you have you know influence from years and then soundboard with all the content that gets contributed from tons of experts that you're filtering through and reading. So, you know, that's coming out in your content and your thoughts. And you bring up the other point that I love. People, like, when you put out content, sometimes people will get discouraged because they're like, nobody's liking it, nobody's commenting, nobody's doing this. And I'm like, keep going because yeah. I used to be that person that I would look at stuff. I was in that 80, 95% plus bucket that would look at stuff, but I wouldn't say anything. And, and that's yeah. the reality of it, that 80 to somewhere between 80 to 98%, depending on your audience, depending on how you grow your engagement, the community, all of that won't say anything, but they're reading and they're watching yeah. And before you know it, somebody will come to you. And this happens to me all the time. Oh my God, I love your blog, your podcast, this, that, the other. I watched like, I don't know who it was a couple weeks ago that I could see on our podcast trends that they watched like 20 or 30 episodes in the span of like a day or two. Mm -hmm. But they won't comment or they won't say anything. And then to your point, all of a sudden you'll have a connection to a brand or you'll have a connection to a person or they purchase something, but they've been listening and engaging with the content silently for weeks or months or years. That's right. So That's it's exactly right. building the momentum. And so you're exactly right. Like don't stop. And the other component is, as you mentioned, is the community creation. Like when we started to fit life creation and I could definitely tell with soundboard, there was a focus for community. It's like, I don't want to do this alone. Mm -hmm. I don't want it to be me, myself, and I. I want to create a movement, and I want to create a community, and I want to create value for people in a number of different directions. So I could see where Soundboard and Edge Theory as a whole, it's the same focus because you weren't creating a, you know, artificial intelligence and a content arm for yourself. That's right. That's exactly right. And so, yeah, one more thought on that point, because, I, you know, I do train so many people who are in the in the direct sales space and to encourage them, you know, so many people say, well, I've been, I've been posting about my products for the last two months and nobody's bought anything. So I'm going to quit social media and or quit this business altogether. And you just can't do it that way. It is a marathon. It's not a sprint. 
two things on that that I missed, but I'm glad you brought that back up. One, people, people, stories, when we share stories, that's what connects. People want to know about the before Mm -hmm. and the after. Like with my own story with, you know, Herbalife Nutrition, losing over 55 pounds. Disclaimer, half a pound to a pound a week. Same thing, you know, on average, but the same thing with anything, whether you're talking about another health, you know, direct sales or multi-level marketing company, whether you're talking about skincare, whether you're talking about something else entirely, Tupperware, whatever it is, it's the story. What happened to your health? What happened to your wealth? What happened to your business? What happened to your family with a product or this and or the service as a part of that softly, Mm -hmm. not the product, the product, the product, the product, because people are like, okay, well, I want to know about you. I want to know about how you feel because I'm going to connect with you because I haven't used the product yet. Then to your point also, content, social media, all of this is a long-term game. You might get... Totally. (laughs) You might get... Now, don't get me wrong because I'm a big believer of, you know, things can happen both ways. When I started, you know, the first year that I started the business through Facebook alone, there was exponential growth. So there, there was a period where things were moving fast, 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 fast. And some people, you know, everyone has like different trajectories, just like in any business. But then depending on what you're doing to make momentum, and if you've been on platforms or not, you can have a dry spell that you get to rebuild things because you weren't on the platforms where people that want your service are looking for you. Exactly right. So the long-term game, and that's where people falter. They're like, oh, I want you know 20 customers today on social media. It's like, wait a minute. You just started. Not to say it can't <laughs> happen. It can. But if you want that to be your consistent like results, there's a period of time where you're building the momentum. Absolutely takes that time. And so that's, you know, that's ultimately, and we can get into it a little bit further uh, when, when you're ready, but, you know, the big picture goal of Soundboard is to help provide that content to, to, we're not trying to add something to your plate. We're trying to help with this burden of knowing you need to be out there on social media, acknowledging that it is a huge time sink and acknowledging that so often people even people who have opinions and thoughtful things to say don't always quite know what to post. And so that's what it's there to help and do exactly what you're talking about. Love that. That's exactly what my next question was going to be is what problems you solve. So basically to sum it up, it sounds like, you know, for the person or the company, because it can be both on a personal brand Mm -hmm. side, but also on a total brand or a big brand side that wants to have another content arm either on a public side where they're contributing and they can draw from it and it's neutral content, so to speak, or Mm -hmm. creating a team hub or a community hub to post content and circulate privately, almost like a uh, intranet. Yeah. In a way that's, yeah, that's a way to think about it. And, and so, you know, in a two sentence uh, statement on soundboard functionality, the soundboard is a website, it's a subscription uh, it's you come, you log in, and what we do is we collect, uh, just as you said, content from all around the web that has has to do with the spectrum of the health industry, um, fit, fan health, nutrition. There's vegan content, there's skin skincare content, and we're trying to put it into a package where you think, okay, I know I need to post something today. I'm going to hop on Soundboard. I'm going to find that topic, and in two clicks. I have the content, I have the article uh, itself, I have some suggested messages to go with it, which you can or cannot use, your choice. And then we also have relevant hashtags to get you found uh, in these larger conversations. Two clicks, you've posted it, and again, you've set yourself out there as this uh, authority. Now, it's fun, and again, back to the education piece, the part of the job that keeps me fired up is I get to go to conferences, I get to speak in front of people, I get to do webinars and train, And what I always encourage people to remember is that, you know, wherever you are on your healthy living journey, you have probably taken the steps to educate yourself much more than your audience has. And so, you know, I have spoken to people who are these sweet ladies who are like 
serve like Christians who make their own clothes. And on the other end of the spectrum, I've spoken to people who are practicing witches. But at the core, everybody wants to be healthy, right? And when you get motivated by that and something happens to you, whether it's drastic or it's gradual, and you understand this process of, of becoming more health-minded, you, of course, you want to share that. And some people turn that into a business opportunity. Uh, and so what I encourage people to do and think about is, especially when you're posting content, your audience is not as far down the educational road as you are. Your audience is brought up in the same industrial food complex we all were, and they might have seen one or two hysterical Netflix documentaries, but you cannot just like set this hard line. I am a vegan, and I'm only going to post this kind of content, and you better get out of here. That's, you, you know that's not going to attract people. So you put pieces out there. You discuss. You ask questions. You ask people where they are in their journey, and that is the great, you know, the great way to, to make those connections, and that's what that content's there for on Soundboard. So a couple things on that. So one, I love that you connected on – with anything in life that you or I or any of us has gone farther than the average person, there's value in that because you've overcome something, you're educated about something, and you have something of value to share. And people, we often tend to discount our value and not realize how powerful that is and forget that, wait a minute, this person or this person or this person inspired me from this one thing. Why can't I also be that for someone else? Then I love that you connected the relatability aspect because for example, when I first started and many of us, you know, being in, you know, just culturally and marketing wise, what we're inundated with and food and restaurants and all these things for years, you know, I yo-yoed with health, even though I was doing these athletic events, all these different things. But when I started and got serious, the first thing I realized back in 2013 was how amazing I felt within a month. Just by mm. like small, seemingly insignificant changes, but like my energy went through the roof. And to your point, just from that one month or two months or three months, and that energy that started happening organically, clear mind, clear health, all these things, people started asking me because they saw what was happening, the power of social media, with me sharing and my energy and all that happening. So I think a lot of times people discount that and how valuable that is. But at the same time, even though I compete in fitness shows now regularly, I make it a point to connect the dots and be super relatable. Like I'll share a general workout. So I'll talk about, yeah, I'm training for this or I'm doing this, but hey, Susie Q, here's something you can do, whether you're doing, you know, a fitness show or not. Here's my workout for today. That's super simple. You can do this. Or here's a sneak peek freebie meal plan that you can do that'll help you no matter where you are on your journey. And exactly to your point, I think a lot of times we think like, no, like I'm going to do this, da, da, da. but what you don't realize is someone is in kindergarten in their journey they might get to 12th grade, but if you <laughs> slam the door on them in kindergarten, well, they're never going to get to first grade with you because you already slammed the door. Yeah, absolutely. And then you mentioned also the aspects of content that I wanted to touch on. So you can be, <laughs> you can be a target for a blogger or an influencer or a side hustler that doesn't have a blog or a website or content at all. You can be supplemental if someone does have one, but they want to add on and or mm -hmm. if they want to create a private portal, correct? Absolutely. Anything else that you want to add to that? Like any other comments just on the content, the quality, the engagement that you've gotten, the, the comments from the community, any of it? Yeah, so, you know, big picture, again, I like your question, you know, what problem do we exist to solve? And, and the problem is, I know, I know I need to be on social media, I don't know what to do past that help. And there is, again, a spectrum of savviness with this. And so what we tried to do with the soundboard is provide a resource for the person who says, I don't know where to start. And we've tried to provide a resource for someone like yourself who says, 
I've got lots of things going on. I'm very creative. I've got a high output. It's also great to have a quick and easy resource to find other things to take 15 minutes off my schedule, 10 minutes off my schedule. What took 15 now takes one. Um, and so, you know, that's the goal. The, this, the second part of it is the, the education that we like to give. We educate teams. We do webinars, you know, for teams. We do uh, social media trainings. It's not all about just our product. It's, we want to provide a, a subscription service, of course, but we also want to provide ongoing training and resources for people to get the most out of what they can do with social media while acknowledging that social media in 2019 is very different than it was in 2013 when we started. And so trying to help people navigate that and adapt to, you know, some bad changes, some good changes, um, and, and to be that resource for, for people who, again, on the spectrum need a little bit of help or a lot of help. And, uh, so that's our, our big goal couple of things on that that I also want to touch on that I love that you highlighted. So one, for someone starting out or in general, it can easily be overwhelming, right? Mm -hmm. So the clarity, the simplicity, any kind of tools are always a huge help. And I think back to when I started to go, go beyond Facebook in 2013. And it was like, where do I start? Where do I, you know, this, that, the other, right? Because I mean, you've got all these platforms all these different ways that the platforms function, the demographics on the platforms, all these different things. Then to your point, the person that wants to simply scale or maybe grow more, but then also the add-ons like you talked about that I think is so, so, so important in, in so many businesses or so many brands miss is the added value components with teaching with offering more beyond just the service at face value to really set the person up for success. Like how you talked about like servicing the team. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, just like we've, we've already said, social media is a marathon. So is your ongoing education about how it works. And even people who stay plugged in, you know, Facebook can change things overnight and they may announce it and they may not. And, you know, so you, you've got to have an ally on your side there. Um, to keep you abreast of things because, you know, otherwise you could wake up one day and your whole business model has changed. Uh, and that's not fun. Well, no, and exactly um, to your point, there's no, what people don't realize, and it, it amazes me actually on that point too, from a business standpoint, from a different, from a, A, putting your, all your eggs in one basket or B, diversifying, right? That mm -hmm. if you're only on one platform and that platform malfunctions, completely changes, like you said, your entire business model rests on that one platform versus taking people off any of the platforms into your community, into your emails, into your own platform, and then really owning the contact content information and the contact information because otherwise you don't own it because all your followers that are on one platform, if that platform does whatever, you're, you're at the mercy of what they decide to do with their strategy and why and for whatever reason or compliance or regulations and all mm -hmm. those things are not in your control. That's right. It is. It is. And that's a, that's a tough boat to be in. Mm -hmm. For sure. I definitely see that. And, it, and that's part of, you know, where for a couple of years ago I saw that. And to your point, 2013 versus now is very, very different. So it's a matter of, you know, having your eyeballs, but not letting yourself get overwhelmed and looking for resources. So speaking of which, where do you see edge theory going? What's the future for soundboard, any of the other components? And then how does your role and how do you see you evolving with that? Uh, so my part of it is still being engaged with the customer, you know, just like I did so many years ago at school. I was engaged with the parents. I was engaged with uh, these people who were really invested in this community. Uh, it feels the same now. Um, of course, people are invested in their businesses and, and in their livelihoods. Um, so the, the human aspect of it, the human touch is the most exciting part for me, the education piece of it. Uh, soundboard, we have the Healthy Living Soundboard, which can be found at healthylivingsoundboard.com. Uh, there's lots of information there, and there's a chat system. If you have questions about how it works, I'll be happy to respond. But the big picture of Edge Theory is how do we help 
these communities have the content that they need. So we have a, a soundboard for real estate agents, the real estate soundboard, same concept. Real estate agents need content about the area that they're in the markets. They don't just need to talk about their next listing. They've got to put themselves out there as the authority. We have a network marketing uh, soundboard. You know, we're building one out for doctors and hospitals. Uh, we're partnered with Mayo Clinic uh, to do that. So it's the same thing. We, we use this word atomic content, which means it's small and it goes exactly where it needs to go. Um, and it can scale because where, wherever you are, and I like how you keep saying this, you are a personal brand. Everybody's selling something. And, you know, if you are uh, tied to your personal brand in a way that your lifestyle needs to reflect it, then so too does the things that you need that you talk about on social media need to reflect it. And you don't just need to be a walking billboard. You know, if you have a t-shirt on, uh, for your product in the grocery store, nobody's going to come up to you cold and say, Oh, what's that? Can I buy some? Most people won't. <laughs> no. And most people think the same way on social media. And this is the, the fun. And this is, this is kind of like a, a fun way to turn it on its head. But you know, social media has turned us all into narcissists in that, Here's me. Here's what I'm about. I've posted. Everybody come flood, watch, comment, like me. And here's how you win the social media business game. You turn that on its head and recognize, yes, social media is about other people. So I'm going to appeal to that in other people. I'm going to get involved in what they care about. I'm going to ask them questions. I want to post content into their groups. I want to join their groups. And, you know, the soundboard is there to help you say, I've just joined a group on Facebook of 30,000 uh, moms who are trying to feed their kids in a nutritional way in 2019 schedules with baseball. And I'm going to look on soundboard for family recipes. And in two seconds, I've posted something into that group and gotten in front of 30,000 eyeballs. So easy. And I'm appealing to this. And so if you can turn social media from it's all about me to it's all about me and other people <laughs> and push into their lives that the people who use sound soundboard and social media like that are the people who are just destroying their, you know, it's it just, they're killing it. They're doing amazing. I love, I love how you pointed to one integrity, right? Like, so for example, I talk all about lifestyle transformation, entrepreneurship, and I always tell like our influencers, I'm like, okay, I don't care if XYZ alcohol company comes to me and offers XYZ amount of money because A, I don't drink. I haven't drank for over almost five years now. B, that has nothing to do with what I talk about. Yeah. So it's out of alignment. It's out of integrity. And then people, when people see that in social media, like you can quickly see that. It's like, wait a minute, you just posted about this. Now you're talking about this. There's a misalignment. And then I love that you also talked about like, it, it, it's literally like basic human psychology. It reminds me of yeah. so many things from like undergrad psychology. And I love like, I'm such a student of like human potential and human psychology. So I, I, I use social media, like a literally like an experiment all the time. And, and to your point, a, it initially, especially when like Instagram first started, right? That initially it was like almost like a magazine cover for everyone. Yeah. But now <laughs> there's this whole surge of no, people are like, no, I want to see, yeah, that your feed looks great. But I also want to see, I want to be a fly on the wall. I want to see mm. like your stories. I want to see what you're working on on a daily basis, because that's actually going to get me to trust you even more. And you're showing me even more of your life. And, 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 and now I believe you more or now I trust you more. And interestingly enough, to your point, I've been observing the analytics. I get way more views on my stories than mm. I do on my actual feed now. That's an interesting thing that they've, they've done. It's nice that they have a longer shelf life, but you're right. People are, are more invested when you're being real and just being yourself and, you know, Struggles and all and, and putting it out there. And consistency always wins. That's the other thing that people falter. They're mm -hmm. like, oh, I posted, you know, for a week and I didn't get 50 customers. It's like, did Apple become a multi-billion dollar company overnight or Nike or Amazon? Mm -hmm. No. 
And it's like this whole, and that's another thing that content brings up or social, the instant versus delayed gratification. And that's what a lot of times people forget. It's a long-term game. You've got to stay consistent. Like what, like back to your soundboard, like results. And you said several of them have been killing it. Like some of the ones, like maybe pick an example or two that have maybe been doing it shorter term and have seen some quick wins versus some like long-term wins. Yeah, so it's interesting how, you know, in different countries handle different platforms uh, differently. But we have a number of Australia users who uh, Twitter's really, really hot for them right now. Hmm. Um, And so it's interesting that, you know, Twitter, you can post a lot more because the platform moves so much faster. And so they'll throw three, four, five content pieces, you know, articles out a day. And in addition to just tweeting about what they care about, but there's half a billion tweets a day. So they just get pushed down so much faster. Um, and, and then, so they're just out, they're just putting themselves out there using hashtags, you, you know, do being involved in Twitter chats and they're attracting, um, people who have the same interests, you know, they're talking about fitness, they're talking about, uh, just living life naturally and they're, they're gaining followers that way, which they can then turn that into conversations about the product. Separately from that, um, I have a number of folks that are small town, so geographically it's difficult for them to acquire new customers, um, but they use Instagram um, to, in Soundboard, we do provide some kind of fun graphics with health quotes and stuff like that, but we all know Instagram thrives when you're being the most personal, Uh, but they'll use Instagram to search hashtags and just search hashtag busy mom and start conversations with busy moms, but not starting by... I'm here to tell you, they start asking, how do you keep your kids healthy? What are some quick ideas you have for healthy snacks on the go? And, you know, of course people want to be responded to, acknowledged, but then if they are then pursued, you're you're in. (laughs) I love that you talked about the elements of the hashtag because like when we first started searching and sourcing for influencers several years ago, that's exactly where I started the education. I was like, wait a minute, this data is categorized. And then exactly to your point, it's no different than making a friend. Like people sometimes overcomplicate like what social media really is. It's truly just making friends and word of mouth at its core simplistic aspect is just now taken digitally And think about it, like nobody likes, you know, I'll use the used car salesman analogy, right? Like nobody likes the pushy used car salesman. People Mm want to feel acknowledged, heard, honored, and then they want to get to know you and they want to get to like you and trust you. So you build that by commenting, you know, on a post, on something, on maybe having an automatic DM message that gives more information And then creating community step-by-step, or like you said, asking for feedback. What's your favorite recipes? What's your favorite hacks? What's this? What's that? So you're engaging over time. And even when you do invite, like even when I do an invitation, it depends on where it's being done, but say on social media, it's very soft. It's like, hey, you know, for example, if I'm doing a podcast invitation, it's like, oh, by the way, your platform, like, oh, thanks for the comment, you know, and I'll respond to whatever it is. By the way, we would love to feature you on the podcast, which to your point goes exactly back to human psychology. Who doesn't love to share their story? Who doesn't want to share? That's right. Everybody, everybody wants to turn to talk. <laughs> and especially most of us when we were kids, like we didn't feel heard. Mm-hmm. So, and then from there, that leads to sometimes deeper relationships or like, you know, we'll focus like on, it's almost like doing AB testing. Like you'll focus, and I'm sure you guys do this. You'll focus on like one invitation, but sometimes that spirals into one, two or three different things. Mm -hmm. And and the other uh, interesting thing that, that I don't think a lot of people think about is, you know, we've been talking a lot about Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. But LinkedIn is a unique thought, too. And again, if you turn that around, most people think, I'm not on LinkedIn because I'm not looking for a job. I don't need to have my resume out there. Stop thinking about you. Think about the tens of thousands of people on LinkedIn who hate their jobs, who want something like what you are building, Katrina, and who need an avenue to communicate with people about, 
I would love to have that entrepreneur mindset. I would love to have, you know, uh, a side gig, a side hustle um, with something else that can I can turn into in time and crawl out of this office that I'm, that's killing me. Uh, and so, you know, again, turn, turn that mirror around and stop using social media to look at yourself and help other people see themselves and what they want and human psychology. Well, and to your point, <laughs> I love in. that you brought up LinkedIn because I'll, I'll touch on LinkedIn and podcasts. So LinkedIn, to your point, before we, before I was focusing on Facebook, my sole platform years ago was LinkedIn. Because that was the platform that you were on. That's where you marketed yourself. That's where you listed. It was almost like your online resume years ago, right? Yeah. And then I still kept it up. Like, you know, I think now I have over 1,500 followers because I focused on it. But to your point, mm -hmm. initially, I didn't see, like, as, you know, we were building Fit Life Creation, as we were expanding, I didn't initially see how to position on LinkedIn as an entrepreneur. And then I very quickly realized, like, okay, A, just like anything else, you set up your bio strategically to draw in the keywords of who you want to connect with you on LinkedIn. You mm -hmm. offer in your bio what you help people with. It's, it's you know, the LinkedIn bio is much longer than, than Instagram or than Facebook. So it gives yeah. you a lot of wiggle room. And they let you put media and so many different things. Then I started thinking about, wait a minute. To your point, a lot of people are on there, like I was years ago, not happy, but much higher demographic as far as income. And I started mm. thinking about, okay, how do we position on a both a business to consumer basis with sharing our content and like I'm sure you guys are all the time, but also yeah. on a business to business aspect with, you know, wellness integrations, with influencer marketing with whatever it is. So it's knowing who you're talking to that, you know, this may be a business yeah. to consumer aspect in this episode that you and I are doing, we're talking some business to consumer things, but we're also talking business to business. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't. And like I tell people all the time, don't sleep on LinkedIn. And then the same thing goes for podcast. It's another platform with iTunes, with Stitcher, with Podbean. And some people live only on podcasts. So if you don't have a podcast or you don't get on a podcast, no one's going to know who you are. Are there that whole millions of people aren't going to know who you are. That's, that's right. That's right. But the other, the other side of that too is, you know, because you, you are so energetic and you are so creative. And so you got to You got to come alongside the people too, who say, I can't, start a podcast, I don't have anything to say, and say, okay, take that off your docket. Take that off your pressure list. I can't handle five social media platforms at a time. Totally fine. Let's focus on one. Let's build out to where it becomes second nature, and then let's add a second one, and then let's go from there. And so, you know, all these things together, man, some people right now are hearing this and just going, yes, 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 yes. And some people are going, no, no. <laughs> Encourage everybody, again, thinking on the spectrum, there are resources in place for however you want to approach this, you know. And to your point, James, disclaimer, I didn't get on all these platforms overnight. It started right. with Facebook. Then it grew to Instagram. My Instagram was a hot mess for a long time. And so, <laughs> like you said, you focus, and then when you're ready, you go to the next step. And as you go and as you grow, you use tools like Soundboard, or like, if this, then that, you know, and ways to repurpose and save time and all these different avenues that to your point, like with time, as I learned to scale social, we taught that back to our community because yes. there's more, you know, there's more than like to use an old saying, there's more than one way to skin a cat, mm -hmm. but no, it doesn't happen overnight. Absolutely not. No way. No how. <laughs> So I'm glad you brought that up. So if you're the baby starting in social media, be patient with yourself and Absolutely. use a tool like Soundboard or focus on one or two platforms and just keep growing. Mm -hmm. And if you have success there, then don't feel pressure to do all this other stuff. Yeah, some people stay on one and they want to stay on one or two and that's their happy place and that's fine. But like for me, I love to learn. Mm -hmm. So I look at it like a research project almost. <laughs> <laughs> so, so speaking of 
where anything else you want to add james like anything else on your mind any other any other thoughts i would love to encourage folks one more time to to check out the soundboard um, if you google edge theory you'll find our site but that is definitely more uh aimed at the enterprise side we're we're our focus with soundboard is to help the individual business owner so healthylivingsoundboard.com uh there's plenty of information there uh, we also have uh, a whole FAQ built in, uh, but uh, we also have a team on the other end of the chat system. So we're there for questions. I did want to put um, the notice out that we have a coupon in place for podcast listeners today. It is Fit Life Creation, the whole thing, one word. Give you 10% off your subscription. Uh, it is a monthly subscription. There's no commitment. All plans come with a 10-day free trial. Uh, we do provide Soundboard, which is all the social media content you could ever need. Um, we do, you know, flat out say we don't offer branded content. So it is there to be that third party resource where you blend it in with your story and your branded content. So you have a wonderful mix. We also have a built in newsletter system because it's so funny how email marketing has kind of come full circle and back to it's become this thing that people look for and trust again because it's all delivered in their inbox and so they don't have to crawl the web. They don't have to crawl social media to find out what they're looking for. So it's a terrific way to communicate with your audience, with your customer base. Uh, so that's built in. And then we also do offer one-on-one -on -one mentoring uh, for people if you need it. Additionally, we offer free social media trainings for teams via webinars, and we have a lot of training resources uh, in place for your team. So we would love to see you answer any questions that you have Fit Life Creation, use that as your coupon at checkout. Love it, thank you. Uh, we will definitely include the link and we'll definitely include the code in the show notes too, just so they can visually see it and click to it, both through the blog and through the podcast. And you know, it's interesting what you said uh, to add on to your email components because I've noticed our email open rate has skyrocketed like to 50 to 70% in the last year. It's crazy. It's just funny how, you know, things went so online and social, and but that got so wide. And now it's like, let's bring it back in. I, I use my email. I get all my bands that I follow, all the, you know, things that I want to talk about with my wife, the food, you know, recipes. It's all just there. It's so convenient. So, you know, use that as another tool at your disposal. Absolutely. And then to your point, having a newsletter, and especially if you don't have a website or a tool already, like having a newsletter or a template, like that's a quick and easy way again to add value, to give value and to increase your credibility. So that's awesome. So anything else you wanna add James on how to gain an edge with content with Edge Theory? Uh, you know, ultimately be yourself. If you're, if you're uh, a quiet, more reserved person, that's okay. Uh, you know, social media, it works into your life. Um, please think about soundboard and some of these other tools, not as one more thing to do, but something that can help take the burden off of, uh, something that may feel burdensome, you know, using social media. Um, but don't be afraid to get started is, is the, my final parting thought. <laughs> Love it. Thank you so, so much for being here. Enjoyed the conversation and just thank you so much Absolutely. and thank you for what you guys are doing. Yeah, so so glad to have this connection with you and looking forward to um, speaking Thank again you for someday. In with me on It's a Fit Life Creation podcast. If you haven't already, head on over to our fitlifecreation.com website, follow us on all our social channels, and explore our freebies library. You'll find freebies on health. Freebies on wealth, freebies on biz, and all in one. Explore at our experiences, events, Influencers, we help the community and influencers get healthy, make money, and build brands.
to create a life and a business you love.